I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. Every single night before you go to sleep, start thinking about the next day, where you ultimately want to wind up and write down your three wins for the following day. And then every morning, it's kind of like a multifaceted, you're going to do your gratitude, right? What am I thankful for? What am I excited about? Then that night, you're going to do a review on the three things you said were going to be wins and then rinse and repeat and do that every day. Hey, welcome to another great episode of the Gym Owners Grow Zone podcast, the show designed to help gym owners improve and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so grateful to have you join us today. Today, we have Billy Hofacker, a veteran personal trainer with 25 years of experience and more as a CEO of Total Body Bootcamp Performance Center, and he dominates the competitive Long Island market and coaches fitness leaders with financial best practices. Billy's diverse experience shines through in his fitness profits book, his podcast, and he's a sought after speaker. And we got him right here. So get ready to be inspired by Billy's wisdom and charisma. And if this is your first time listening to the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and share this episode with someone you think will enjoy it. As we dive into this episode, listen to how his bare bone budget idea can transform your business. Hey, welcome back to the Gemono's Growth Zone podcast. I have today Billy Hofacker, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You know, Billy is, I think, the first, actually, he is the first guest to send me something, and he has a book here, Fitness, Profits, and I tell him I haven't read it yet because he just sent it. So I definitely want to jump into this one. It's, it's basically based off the profit first for gym owners. So guys, if you haven't heard of Billy Hofacker and you haven't heard of this book, we're going to dive into who Billy is. And so let's start with that. Billy, if you could give us a little synopsis, a little bit of who you are, peel back the onion a little bit and let us know. Yeah, something. I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to become. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I I I heard a great uh, story. It was I think it was like an older Jewish rabbi, and he said uh, when he gets to heaven, they're not going to say like I wish you were more like Mo- I wish you were Moses or I wish you were this other great prophet, but I just wish that I was myself. And I think that's that's kind of where we're at. I'm trying to discover myself, learn more about who I really am. But I guess some things that come to mind is that I am a husband, a father, I am a person of faith, I am a gym business owner, so I know that'll connect me to a lot of the people listening. I am also a financial and business coach for gym owners, and that's a whole ball of wax that we can get into of how that happened and what that's about. I love it. Dude, that's awesome. Like, guys, uh, we haven't had anybody like Billy on the podcast, and I don't know if we ever will. So 
you know, this mm-hmm. is so important, so impactful. I wanted to share Billy with you guys. And I think if you're not a gym owner, I think you'll you'll still give some good nuggets of value. So yeah, mm-hmm. get ready, guys. Get ready. So, you know, we want to start off with the roller coaster question. And so if you guys are, are new to the show, this is the first question I like to open up with. It helps us really get a grip on on how it's gonna go. And I say grip exactly what I mean. Cause in a roller coaster, if you don't have a good grip, a good handlebar, <laughs> you don't have a good seatbelt, you don't have a good track, you're gonna fly off that roller coaster for sure. Ups and downs, left and right. It's gonna leave you behind. And so in our life, we want to have goals and we want to you know achieve those goals. And so that's what I mean by roller coaster. Roller coaster, it'll get us to it's life. And so the track that we live on gets us to there. And so Billy, what has been a handlebar, a track that's kept you on track? <laughs> What's yeah. the track that's kept you going on point? You know what I mean? Yeah. So important to know that because we all know that life has ups and downs. I remember hearing Brian Tracy say that life is a series of problems. And in a lot of ways, that's true. And if we don't have the things in place, those guardrails, as you say, those handlebars that can keep us on track, then we're going to be in trouble. So I think of three things when I think of what's kept me on track. The first is I'll call it for lack of a better phrase, I'll call it my life team. So those are the key people in my life that I can go to. And they know the real me. They don't just know the the Billy that uh, posts here and there on social media or what they think or what they think I am. They know the good, the bad, the ugly. And they accept me for who I am with those, with all of those good and bad parts. And the, some examples of those would be, uh, of course, my wife uh, would be at the top. I think of my best friend, John. I think of a processing group that I'm a part of. I think of a, a coach or multiple coaches that I'm a part of. And essentially, if I am having a difficult time, I could reach out to one of them and get what I need. So that's, that comes to mind for me. The second piece is uh, my faith is that I, I there's a stoic philosophy that says whatever happens good uh, so I'm not sure if you've heard that before but it's whatever happens good yeah if a client cancels on you good if a team member walks out good and the rationale behind that is because life is happening for you it's not happening to you and in, in my faith tradition I believe that I, there is a higher power that loves me, that's crazy about me, that wants what's best for me. This is not a like a be all end all quick fix because it's still really hard. But deep down, having that that knowledge and that faith that things are going to be okay and things are going to be better than okay in the long run, uh, that helps keep me on track when things aren't going as I wish. And then finally, I can't leave out systems. If you've read Atomic Habits by James yeah. Clear. He says, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. So what kind of systems do you have in place when things get crazy, when things get chaotic, when problems occur? What are those anchors that you can have for yourself? Maybe it's a morning routine. Maybe it's a night routine. Maybe it's a fitness routine. I mean, there's so many things, but what are those few amount of things that are going to keep you grounded when everything else is going crazy all around you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Like discipline and stay, how do you stay consistent? Well, through discipline, right? And mm-hmm. so routines, those are so important, those ha- daily habits. I haven't read that book, but I read The Power of Habit, mm-hmm. which is very similar. And so mm-hmm. you mentioned the Stoic principle, and I, I don't remember that from being from Stoicism, but I remember that from Jocko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like, 
you know, you didn't get the promotion. Good. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that. Yep. More, more time to get better. Right. That's why it's good. You know? Mm-hmm. And so nobody asks him, nobody complains to him because he's going to tell him, Hey, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because time. Two points to that. One is most of us can look back at something that in the, in that moment we thought was really difficult. And I always like to be careful with this because someone's going through a tragedy right now. I don't want you to think I'm telling you, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. That's not my posture. But with that said, I have met people who have gone through. I, I, I don't want I don't want to go through it. And I don't want you to go through it. I don't want anybody to go through it. None of us want to go through it. But I have talked to people who have gone through severe battles with cancer who say that they wouldn't have changed it because yeah. of what it taught them. Maybe it, it improved their faith. Uh, maybe yeah. it just taught them things that they never would have learned. And it's hard to see that in the moment, but a lot of times after a time passes, we see, like for me, we might get into my story of my financial rock bottom. In the moment, I thought it was terrible, but now I'm able to help so many other fitness professionals with some of the things. And if I hadn't gone through that, I probably wouldn't have the passion. I probably wouldn't have gone that direction. So I can't say it was a good thing, even though I, I didn't like it. So true. And, you know, perfect, perfect segue. This next question is obstacles. Like what's an obstacle or a challenge that you've had in your business and tell us how you were able to overcome it. So that mm-hmm. that's, that's, you got it. Like that's right in line. Dude, yeah. Maybe this is a- yeah. A few, a few challenges that come to mind for me when it comes to the business would be, I had a, a coach uh, that I had a very good relationship with. He was actually a best friend and it didn't work out. Uh, he ended up leaving, opening up his own facility. That was really hard emotionally. Uh, there was another situation I think of. There was this thing. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there was this whole thing where like the whole world got shut down. It was uh, a few years ago. I think it was called, was it COVID? Yeah. And uh, I was in New York at the time. Mm. And uh, that was a tough place to be during COVID. We were shut down for Not six. tough as California, but yeah, tough. Yeah. Enough, for sure. Yeah. No, you saw the streets in New York. I mean, I remember that. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. impactful. Yeah. We were close Doomsday, for six. Armageddon yeah. type looking. Like, what the heck? And the gyms were the enemy. Everything else was essential. We were non-essential. So we were basically told that we weren't important. That was difficult emotionally. It was difficult on the wallet. It was difficult yeah. relationally. Everybody knows that. So that was really difficult if... uh you know, people have been around a few years. They went through that most likely to some, some, some extent. But one of the challenges that I want to point out, because I think it'll be a good lesson for people. I've went through this. I had a guy on my podcast just yesterday. It was actually Dan Ritchie, who I think he was on your podcast as well. Yeah. He shared a similar story. And then I had a friend, good friend of mine, who went through something really similar. So it's common enough that I think it's important to point out. And this was... These were landlord issues. I've had multiple. Oh, land- yeah. yeah. He's especially at that. He knows how to make mm-hmm. sure if you're about to get a new place, he knows mm-hmm. what to look at, what to make sure it's, it's good. It's so true. Yeah. I, I had a couple of situations that were really difficult. One was it wasn't necessarily the landlord's fault. I have to take responsibility. If anything, it was my fault. I had a lease that wasn't locked in for long term. It was it, it rolled into a month to month. And I had it for years and it was amazing. I had a great deal. We were crushing it. Life was good. But one of the things I realized, I think one of your questions probably is a lot of podcasts is like, what's a mistake that you made or what's a, you know, a challenge that you learn from? Yeah. And that is that when things are really good, the really successful people are still looking for the problems. Mm. And you think of that even in parenting, right? Like things might be really good. I have a bunch of kids. Everybody's pretty happy, but I'm noticing there's this one issue with one of my kids 
and I can ignore it because it's like everything else is good, right? But those little problems become big problems. I knew in the back of my head that I should have had a long-term lease because I had this pretty big business at the time. And meanwhile, I had nothing in terms of security. And then sure enough, I had my run and then the building changed hands. I got called into the office of the new owners and was told that I had to get out and there was nothing available. So things went from bad to worse because I ended up finding a place at the last minute, but then I had a lot of problems with that landlord. Things like the air conditioning wasn't working in the summer in New York and he just wasn't doing anything about it. All, all these things that were so stressful and that's on top of running your entire business. And I have a, a coaching client who's going through something similar right now. I mean, some, what I did was I cried about it. I really went to my coaches. I went to my friends. I went to my, my life team and I just needed some support from them. So that was helpful. I eventually learned from it. And now I'm on top of things. I'm on top of my leases. I make sure six months out, I have something finalized to make sure that I don't run into that problem again, not dealing with certain types of people because it's not worth it. And it's going to just create more stress. And that's not to get too off topic, but that's something where being in a good financial position is helpful right. uh, because being in a better financial position now, I have more choices. So, you know, if I don't want to do business with this person, it's okay because I'm not so quote unquote hungry for the money. But when I need that money to put food on my table, I'm going to take on the, the client that isn't ideal or maybe make a deal with a landlord that is not ideal. Uh, so those are some things I learned from that in some ways that I, that I handled that. Yeah, it's better. It's have one of my coaches says, when you have commission breath, they can smell it. <laughs> and you know, people take advantage of that. And so, yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, I need to get this done. And so, dude, I think that's awesome. And, and you know, the challenges of that you mentioned there, you know, COVID and then the financial and the, and the landlord, is there anything else you want to talk about? Like financially wise to share with us? Cause this is like, this is the opportunity. This, this is your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll say most most people get into business. If you've read the E Myth Revisited by Michael mm -hmm. Gerber, a great book on working on your business rather than in your business. And he talks about, I don't think he talks about personal trainers, but he talks about plumbers, electricians, other right. types of service professionals. They get into business because they're they're good at what they do. And they say, Hey, I can make a business out of this. And fitness professionals, personal trainers, they do the same thing. Maybe they get disgruntled at a big box gym or they're working for a small training facility and they think they could do it better. Right. They go out. And they realize that they don't have the business acumen. This takes time. You just don't have the knowledge. You've never learned it. It's not included in any of the certifications. So you get in there, you think it's about training people. I would say training clients in a training business is, is like lower on the uh, list of things that you have to do. I mean, Correct. there's, of course, there's marketing, there's customer service, and then there's the financial systems. And that's where I come in, in helping gym owners establish their financial systems and making sure that they're on track for their financial goals because the small training model, which is I know what a lot of people have nowadays, yeah. it's more of a cash flow business rather than a cash out business. What I mean by that is the amount of small training facilities that grow it to the point where they sell it for millions and millions of dollars are slim to none. So I wouldn't count on that. What I would count on is using that business as a vehicle to find financial freedom in your life. And the way that you would do that in a nutshell is that you would implement good financial systems, make sure you're profitable, you would save up reserves so that you could handle 
an unexpected event like COVID or lots of other things that can happen. And then from there, you would obviously pay yourself a salary and take care of yourself, take care of your family. And then you know beyond that, as your business grows, becomes more profitable with maybe it's owner's distributions, you're using that to build wealth and develop financial freedom. And maybe you're investing in the market or maybe you're getting into real estate, but you're using that as a vehicle to live that big, bright, beautiful future that you have for yourself rather than too often grinding and grinding and grinding and not having much to show for it. Big part of that is because financial systems weren't in place and they just never got fixed and they're not going to fix themselves. They're not all of a sudden. So many people think, oh, I'm just going to keep working harder and harder and eventually I'll have like a big pile of money. doesn't really work that way. You have to be intentional about that. is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. So now we already hit that obstacle challenge question. And the next one is very similar. But instead of about yourself, it's about the fitness industry. And so if we had a magic wand, let's say this is a magic wand. If if I was giving you a magic wand, what would you fix in the fitness industry? What's that one problem? You say, well, you'll fix it. Like this needs to happen. This bada bing, bada boom, done. We're not going to fix it, but at least tell us, we'll start talking about it. The number one thing that comes to mind right away that if we were to fix would change the industry and probably change the world That is for fitness professionals and gym owners to treat their business like a business. I often encourage my clients, think about a client that you have, a training client, and they're a successful business owner. What are some of the qualities that they have in their business? What are some of the systems in place in their business? And a lot of times, they don't have those very same qualities or systems in their own business. A couple of examples would be, I can't tell you, this is one of my biggest pet peeves right now, how many gym owners literally don't have a bookkeeper. I mean, that is like business 101. They don't know what their gross revenue is. They don't know what their profit is. They don't know how much cash they have. Guess what happens when you don't know those things? I mean, best case scenario is you stay in business, but you don't grow. Worst case scenario is you're going out of business. So that's just one example and how we need to treat our businesses like a business. And we also need to elevate our mindset. We need to realize, hey, there are enough fitness professionals and gym owners out there that are doing well. They are making money. They are building financial freedom. I believe they're coached a lot of them or I know a lot of them. You can do it. If you're not at that point now, you can turn it around. You can change. It's gonna take a little bit of a shift in identity And it's also going to take you doing some different things, but you can absolutely do it. 
Love it, dude. I think that happens to a lot of service business, even business. Like sometimes, like, dude, the E-Myth Revisit, which you mentioned earlier, it's mm-hmm. a great book. I mean, I think every business owner, but more importantly, someone that's that's uh, in a gym, it's like, I was a trainer and now mm-hmm. I'm a gym owner. That's a big difference. That's a big jump. That's a different role. The last thing you should be doing, like you said, is training. Don't be 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 the trainer anymore. Like be the business owner that you need to be for others to be able to be elevated to where they need to be. So, you know, like fill yourself first so you can fill others, you know, pour onto us. And that's, that's, I think, huge. I love it, dude. Yeah, there's lots of skills that we're not born with any skills, right? Like everything we do and we know we've had to learn. And a person who just trains in a gym and then opens their own gym, they just, they haven't had the exposure. They either A, haven't had the skills training, which is needed. Maybe they haven't been trained in sales or maybe they are both. They haven't been exposed to somebody who's maybe doing bigger things or uh, somebody who's facilitated them to be able to learn these things. So they're just kind of grinding it out, but they're not really growing. And I think that's one of the biggest, biggest problems. Grinding it out, not growing. I love that. I love the two G's right there. It's right. Growth over grinding. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're going to create a shirt. I, I'm telling you, I love this. This is great. Yeah. And, you know, I love grinding coffee, but yeah, de- definitely, you know, the grinding of, of, you, of- You like grinding coffee, but you don't like grinding your life. No, no, for sure, <laughs> right? It's like, after you grind, what are you left? What are you left with? Mm-hmm. You're left with, with powder, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, and obviously there is some grinding you need to do, some refining, some taking off the, the edges of, of, of certain things. But when you're left like with powder, I, I like- if I was to grind my life, it's a coarse grind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So anyways, I don't we, know. We, we go we go down this this rabbit hole for sure, like deep. Dude, <laughs> dude, we could do a whole podcast just on that question that you asked. I'll just say this just to plant a seed. Another huge problem mm-hmm. is burnout and something I'm focusing on lately, which I call marginless living. Mm. That is rampant in the fitness industry. Here's how it goes. Oh, yeah. Tell us, please. A fitness professional wakes up at 4 a.m. after going to sleep at, who knows, 10, 11, 12. They get up. They get to the gym. They train people for a whole shift. That alone is a pretty exhausting experience. And 12 you, hours, by the way. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Then they, they make it a break, but by the time their brain is fried, so they're trying to maybe work on some marketing, so they hop on social media for an hour and don't really get anything done. Then they might try to squeeze in a little half butt workout for themselves. They might grab a nap. Sometimes that's at the gym on the floor or it's if, they, if they're not too far, they might drive home and do it. The owner that I just interviewed, that's what he does. I've gone to his gym. He's taking a nap. Like he literally was at the gym at five o'clock, right? And it's like 1130. I'm taking a nap. And nothing, nothing wrong with that. No, you need, I think you need you that. Need, you need a, lot of, a lot of people need that. Real quick, I'm a, I'm a huge nap fan, by the way. I take a nap every day. And I know uh, Thomas Edison took like six naps right. a day. Yeah. And Winston, Winston Churchill took a nap daily during World War II. Like, can you imagine that? Wow. And, during World War II. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. And Jesus took naps. So it's okay. <laughs> we can rest. It's okay. But then that same gym owner, they go back, they do a shift at night. Now, what happens to all the other important things in life? What happens to their finances? What happens to their family and their other relationships? What happens to their emotional health? All they're doing all day long is serving people and putting out fires. So this idea of them burning out, living with no margin, it's 
a recipe for trouble. So I think that's another huge problem in the fitness industry. And one of the ways to solve that, well, not all of the ways to solve it, but one of the ways to solve that is to get those finances in order. Because a part of the issue with marginless living is I don't, you know, I don't have enough money. I have to do this. But the reason you have to do that is because you maybe either haven't managed your money well, don't have systems in place, so you're not bringing home enough. All of that can be fixed with learning some skills, changing your mindset, and putting some systems in place. Yeah, that, I love it. Changing mindset and putting systems in place and financial systems at that. Mm-hmm. Can you give us like, uh, I love strategies and, and I love people to walk away with some strategies. Can you give us like a financial strategy that people can like pick up and implement? Yeah, I'll try to- As best you can. Come, I know I know it's a big, yeah, big topic. Yeah, no, it's fine. A couple come to mind and these might sound simple, but here's what I would challenge you if you feel like it sounds simple is ask yourself, A, am I doing that? Because yeah, it's simple, but you're not doing it. And that's the problem, right? It's like our clients, they know that they should eat the apple rather than the chips, but the key is in doing it. Knowing it means nothing. Some people would argue you don't really know it because you're not doing it. So I, and if you do, maybe you are doing it. How can you do it 1% better? That would be my next challenge. Right. And then finally, if you're doing it, you're doing it really well. What, how can you teach somebody else? How can you help somebody else? Maybe it's somebody on your team or maybe it's somebody else in your life. But one of the things that I, that I recommend re- really early on is figure out your base budget, your base living mm. expenses. And I'm talking about on the personal side. Most wow. business owners and gym owners in particular, they get into trouble with their business because they don't have their personal finances in order. They bleed cash because they're not tracking anything. They don't really even know what they need. And then they're just spending. Whereas if they get their personal house in order, that's going to lead... When you own a gym, that is you. That, that, those are your finances. Like if you have $20,000 sitting in your business account, that's your asset. That's your money. You could call it a business asset or a personal asset. But at the end of the day, unless you have a partner, that is yours. Right. So they go hand in hand. You cannot do one without the other. You will never find a gym owner who has really good finances at home, but then his gym finances are a mess and vice versa. You're never going to find somebody who's really profitable, has everything dialed in, and then at home, they're a complete mess and they're in, like I was, $130,000 in non-mortgage debt. They're going to go hand in hand. So what you'll do as a system is figure out as a base level. So I'm assuming this is a person who is either just starting out or there's somebody who hasn't really gotten things dialed in and they want to basically start from scratch now and say, hey, what can I do? Let's figure out what you need to survive. So you can call this like your BBB, your bare bones budget. Uh, so what do you need to take home to take care of yourself? So that would be level one. And those are things like transportation. You probably have to get to the gym. Things like housing, your mortgage or your rent costs. Things like basic bills that you need to essentially survive. Your utilities, maybe your insurance premiums, those things that you absolutely need. And of course, one of the bigger ones is going to be food. We tend to eat pretty healthy, so that's not a cheap item. So, but we're going to want to figure that out. And then we're going to want to as soon as possible. And there are other factors, like you may have a partner or spouse that's also contributing to that. So you have to kind of figure out all that. But then it's, what do we need to pay ourselves from this business to support that? Because if not, all you're doing is swimming upstream and you can't pick your head up and get anywhere. So that would be a very first step to pay yourself enough, a living wage to be able to survive. That's not where it stops. That's where it starts. From there, 
You're going to want to go to level two, which would be some money for fun, uh, some money for the future. You're putting away money for retirement and you're progressing accordingly. And then over time, when you're doing it long enough, you have money to not just take care of yourself and your family, but now you have money to take care of other people and you could do that with being generous. So those that's one of the first things that comes to mind when it comes to getting a system. So it's a system for, if you've read the book, Richest Man in Babylon. It's oh, yes, book. I have. Yeah, yeah. So read book. that book if, if you haven't read it. But one of the main principles there is pay yourself first. So that's what he says. I believe it's 10%, right? So 10% he talks about, in this case, what I'm talking about is pay yourself first. What happens is it's a vicious cycle. Like I'm not paying myself because I'm paying my trainers. Why in the world would you have a staff full of trainers that you're paying, but you're not paying yourself? That is not a situation that's going to just work itself out. That's a backwards system. You have to take care of yourself and then you'll be able to better support others. Yeah. It just reminded me, you know, we talk about the book, uh, Profit First, right? And uh, and it reminds me of the concept of, of a buffet line, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you walk in and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, just, and that's how you spend money. It's like, oh, yeah, I got all this money. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, so you're like, oh, this, it hurts. But if you have like, if you have a meal plan, like, all right, this is the plan. This is, you know, mm-hmm. how many carbs I'm eating, how many, you know, and I think everybody here can relate to this. This is like, mm-hmm. you know, your appetite can be huge. Mm-hmm. And money comes in and you're like, oh yeah, let me just, next thing you know, it's like, oh dang, okay. I didn't budget for that. So I love it. So bare bone budget, also known as base budget. Mm-hmm. So we can be the four B's, uh, bare <laughs> bone base budget. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet dude. All right. We have reached the part of fast five and the, almost the final fast five. So Let's go ahead and I'm going to hit you up with some questions here. Okay. And give me like one sentence and then we move on to the next one. So here we go. Who was an influential person or people in your business journey? I'll share two. I'm sorry. We do this stuff at my house at dinner table. Like, hey, share one thing. And I'm like, I'm listing like 10 things, right? right. So I can't help it. But my, the two people I have to keep in mind, I think my two biggest influences for me in the fitness industry have been Rick Mayo, who I know was recently on yeah. your show, yeah. and, and Pat Rigsby. And both of those guys influenced me, believe it or not, as smart as they are with the high level of uh, business acumen that they have, they influenced me with their words and with their encouragement. Uh, One thing that Rick said to me, I had a huge vision for my business. Things were going really well. And I don't know what it was about it. He's, I have a lot of respect for him. And he just looked me in the eye and he said, can a guy like you do X, Y, and Z? Absolutely. And once I heard that, I was like, Rick yeah. thinks I can do it. Like, now I know I can do it. Wow. And I, I didn't actually do it because things changed a little bit. But however, that really spoke a lot into me. And then Pat Rigsby, I have to give him uh, so much credit because when I shifted gears and began coaching gym owners uh, with their finances, he told me that he felt like I could carry the torch and I could really make a huge impact with that. And that was that meant a lot to me. Who's Pat Rigsby? Sounds familiar. I don't know yeah, why Yeah, Pat Rigsby is a, a fitness business coach. Okay. All right. That sounds familiar. I just can't place the, the face with the name. But. Yeah. Cool. Next one is, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? One of the biggest things that I've learned along the way, and yeah, if I knew it sooner, I think I would have been better off, was sort of like, it's kind of like a deep answer, but it's sort of like the underneath the surface stuff. A lot of people focus on you know, skill acquisition. That is obviously crucial. 
But I wish I kind of understood how important it was to really dig deep uh, in terms of my character, you know, mm. things that were affecting how I was and my mindset, things like my family background, things like the experiences that I had, and really digging deep into those things and yeah. developing that over time has been huge. And it's been a huge asset in business because it's given me the ability to connect with people, to uh, empathize with people. So I think that was uh, one of the things that I wish I knew early on. And it's one of the things I'd recommend to other entrepreneurs is don't make the mistake of just focusing on the external, but also focus on the internal. Love it. Love it. All right. Awesome. The other ones are pretty simple. So I know you're going to knock it out with one, one sentence for sure. So what is a book, a blog, a podcast, or a media you recently consumed has possibly impacted you? Man, I read a lot. I know. Uh, and I'll, I'll just share one of the books uh, that That's, I read. So yeah. the, the one that I read before this last one was called uh, The Gap in the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Okay. Benjamin Hardy. So that was, uh, that was, I recommend that book for sure. Nice. Awesome. Next one. Uh, do you have a favorite online tool? Hmm. Man, I am, uh, as you may have figured out, Andres, as uh, with our time together, I'm not the tech guy. So I keep things really simple. Cool. I mean, I use Google Calendar. I use Acuity for my financial coaching business. Okay. So those are good, those are good tools. Acuity, uh, yeah. Trello. Trello. I said, I know you said one, but these are just coming yeah. to mind. No, Trello. Trello's good. Acuity's good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love both of them. What's one habit or practice you do, you believe everyone would benefit from? If you listen to nothing else, do this. Every single night before you go to sleep, start thinking about the next day, where you ultimately want to wind up and write down your three wins for the following day. Mm. And then every morning, it's kind of like a multifaceted, you're going to do your gratitude, right? What am I right. thankful for? Yep. What am I excited about? Yep. Uh, but then that night, you're going to do a review on the three things you said were going to be wins and then rinse and repeat and do that every day. And then if you want to make it even better is share that with somebody. So you, maybe you text your buddy or maybe I, I do it with my wife. Nice. I like it. I like it. It's a different take. I do the five minute gratitude journal and, uh, and that's part of it. You know, so I, I like, this is pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Take that away guys, please. Yeah. Uh, and this is another one that I've just started to ask today. I had another Billy on here. So he was the first one and now I'm asking you the second one. So you currently have a gym, right? Yep. Correct. Yep. Do you guys have a referral process? Do you guys recommend using? What's what's your referral process look like over there? As far as a referral process, I would say the absolute best thing to do is make it personal. I, there are great systems. You can do all, all types of automated stuff, but I like the idea of when somebody's either at the point of sale or within their first couple of weeks, you start listening to the other people in their life. Ooh, uh, so for example, right. like we just signed up a woman, uh, of course, I'm forgetting her name, but she starts telling about her husband and they're going to a concert together. So I just, just texted her this morning and I said, hey, how was the concert? And I said, hey, by the way, does your, uh, did you want to bring your husband in? So you're kind of like marrying like the personal touch side yes. with the referral. And I find that works really well. It doesn't feel, I think you mentioned on this interview, you mentioned having that uh, commission breath. It's kind of like the opposite of that, right? Because it's very informal, right. very personal. Authentic, uh, so yeah. real, connection, conversation. And you're just inspiring them to do it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, we, we, we've done the things where it's like, hey, like back in the day, we had a, this is going to make me sound so cheesy. We had a, a huge, when they were newer, I guess, big flat screen TV in a box with a bow on it. Yep. And it was like, hey, whoever refers to most people is going to, you know, is going to get a chance to win the TV. And honestly, 
it didn't work that well. We, we had people just referring people just to win the prize and they were like bad referrals and it was bad it just, referrals. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Dude, you gotta, you gotta check out. Oh, lo- I love it. I love it, dude. We'll talk some more about the referral because that's one of my like jams. I love it yeah. I love so much. All right. So this is the final question. And mm-hmm. so this is, uh, I told you about the magic wand and, but I don't know if you knew this, but we have a time machine. And so, mm. so Billy, we're going to go walk into this time machine and I'm going to take you back to 14 year old Billy, little Bill, mind you. They call and me Boom, little Boom. 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 And so we're going to walk out of that time machine and, and we're going to talk to Billy. And you know, Billy, because you, you've lived his life. Mm-hmm. And what is one piece of advice you would give little Bill? I would say little Billy or little Boo, uh, you know that. I literally can't only give one piece of advice to you. So I'm going to share two. And that is, number one, don't worry too much, if at all, about what other people think. Just do what you want to do. You're going to have to be a little, quote unquote, weird to get to where you want to get. You're going to have to do things a little bit differently. And don't worry so much about the crowd. And then the other piece is get these things in order early. Because I think you have two choices. You could have a difficult time now and then a hard time later, or you could have a difficult time now when you're young, when you have the energy, when you can do it, and then you can have an easy time later. And I think that's a lot of a better approach as opposed to what most people do. Yeah, I like it. That's awesome. Billy, thank you for coming on. I know we've had our obstacles today. And you know, if you notice, Billy's camera kind of changed a little bit. And we just, we had to go through it. We had to go through mm-hmm. it and we had to figure out techie problems. We figured it out and it's all good. It's all good. We're finally arrived. That's at the end. I've grown more. I've picked up a couple of nuggets that Billy's given us. I hope you have as well. Hey, Bill, thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure, man. I was so excited to be here. I couldn't sleep all week. So uh, thanks, Andres, for having me on. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And make sure to check out his book. All right, guys. Man, that was such a fun episode. I really enjoyed what Billy said about treating a gym business as a business. It will help you financially grow your gym. Oh, who'd have thought, right? What was your favorite takeaway from today's episode? I want you to connect and share a message with me on Instagram at meetesco. And by the way, that's my personal Instagram and I would love to hear your thoughts. I wanna go ahead and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe to the show on the platform you're currently listening on. And remember, leave a rating and review. It helps us improve the show and the feedback just means the world to us. Also, check us out on YouTube. It's the channel filled with a whole bunch of podcasts and other strategies on reviews, on sales, and on marketing. So go ahead and check us out on the YouTube channel. By the way, as always, I want to thank you so much for the encouragement and I truly appreciate it. And I'll be seeing you next time in the growth zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host.
Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.